Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the Career, we got the Warriors and the Suns battling out two of the best in the NBA last night. Get into the recap of that and what to expect coming forward in the season. Also, I'm going to give you my Week 13 NFL Power Rankings, some movement there. And just giving an overall look at the AFC-NFC playoff picture as we head into Week 13. All that and more coming up. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. It's a lovely Wednesday here in the state of Florida. Not too hot, not too cold. I'm loving the weather. It's perfect outside. Great day to have your windows open and enjoying the fresh, wonderful air and the sunshine. So that's <laughs> what's going on here in Florida. I uh, Thank you all for joining me here. A little friendly and admired. Check out the uh, official website at FeelyHeatEntertainment.com, F-T-H-E. FeelyHeatENT.com is the official website. we got blog entries up there for you. Uh, got a cool little merch store. Go ahead and check it out. A lot of sports content. If you're loving sports, obviously, you're going to love the website. You're going to get a lot more things going up there very soon. A lot of exciting things coming up, especially as we get closer to the new year. So excited for all that. But let's get into the first topic of the day. Let's talk a little basketball. Warriors and Suns, battle of the top two in the West, and the entire NBA, for that matter, went out last night. Suns came out with a victory, 104-96 to over the Warriors. It's been a highly anticipated game. I only had it marked on my calendar to finally see it this season. And while it was a good game, it didn't really meet my expectations, but it did come down to the very final couple minutes of the fourth quarter. But overall, I was a little bit disappointed, and here's kind of why. I expected big things from Steph Curry and the Warriors last night. Steph Curry struggled. Only 12 points, 4 of 21 field goals. He was 3 of 14 from the three-point line. He had one of the worst shooting percentages of his entire career last night. 12 points. Jordan Poole played well. He had 28 points. Not really too much of a factor in that second half, though. Andrew Wiggins battling with back spasms. Only had 10. This is what we want at Andrew Wiggins. When Steph Curry is not MVP-type form for a night, has an off night, we want Andrew Wiggins step up and be that guy. But he was a non-factor last night, too. But on the other side of the ball, the Suns. Chris Paul, 15 points, 11 assists. Uh, Booker. He had 10 points, but he left in the second with a hamstring injury, so he wasn't out on the court. DeAndre Ayton played well. He had a double-double, 24 points and 11 rebounds. Well, let's talk about this, man. This Suns team just won 17 straight games. They're 18-3. and Both of them in the Warriors now tied for the best record, 18-3, and because of the defeat last night by the Warriors against the Suns. So, the Suns team, we thought maybe... Could have fallen off a little bit from the championship last year against the Milwaukee Bucks losing. I was highly disappointed in them because I thought it was Chris Paul's year. It was finally going to be his time. And I thought it was. I was all in. I was all in on the Suns. 
And it disappointed me, especially the last three games of that NBA Finals series. It was disappointing. But they brought everybody back. It's essentially the same exact team. And here we are at 17 straight games. They started season one and three. And they won 17 straight. Their last loss came over a month ago against the Sacramento Kings. Yes, the Sacramento Kings beat them. And it was a buzzer beater by Harrison Barnes. That was the last time the Suns won. Lost. Over a month ago. So it was a pretty impressive run here by them. And the Warriors, overall, this disappointing last night. Even though they've been on a tear. Steph Curry's in an MVP form. But last night, he just didn't have it. Sometimes those games happen. It seemed like he wanted to be so perfect out there that he just, he was missing badly from some shots he took. Overall, the team had 22 turnovers. Now, you're not going to win the game with 22 turnovers. You know, um, I mean, that's just, they even out-rebounded them. The Warriors out-rebounded them 51-35. And points in the paint at this point was 40-14. to 14. So they had that part of the game right. But the turnovers cost them the game. And Steph Curry's shooting. Will he have another bad shooting you know, game like that again? Probably not. Because we're going to find out Friday night. Because they play each other again. Round two, Suns and Warriors. We're going to see who comes out on top again. Now, if it's the Suns, this Suns team wants to get back to the national championship. If the Warriors get back Clay Thompson... They're going to beat this Suns team when it comes playoff time. A healthy Klay Thompson on the team they have now. Maybe get Wiseman back so they can have some actual size down low besides Looney. Like that's the only guy really with any kind of size they have on the team at the moment. Um, So that could be a big difference in stopping DeAndre Ayton from getting the boards and whatnot. So we'll see how that comes about. But Suns team is dangerous. Are these going to be the top two teams as the season goes on? I really do think so. Suns and Warriors are going to be battling out for those one and two spots. I don't see them faltering off any which way or the other. Even with the Warriors don't get Clay back in a reasonable amount of time, I still see the Warriors being the top team in the West and making a playoff push toward the end of the season. So the Suns team, I'm very impressed with them so far. Can they get back to the NBA championship? I think they can. They have the formula here. To do it again. As long as everybody stays healthy. Same goes to the Warriors. They get Clay back. They go into the title game, I think. If Clay comes back and he's even close to 100%, the Warriors are going to be in the Western Conference Finals. Potentially against this Phoenix Suns team. Lakers are struggling with their big three. It's not really working too well. Clippers, of course, are without Kawhi Leonard. So I don't see them getting in there. Utah Jazz look good in the regular season. Donovan Mitchell looks great in the regular season. And then it comes playoff time. He, while he still has his games, it just seems like they don't have enough to get past and advance far into the playoffs. Denver Nuggets, of course, without Jamal Murray. Like they're struggling a little bit this year. It's up for the Suns and Warriors to be back. Can't count LeBron out. Can never count him out. But AD needs to be playing better. I just can't see those big three, you know, Meshing, especially come playoff time, well together. So we'll see what happens here, but Suns team still dangerous. We're going to get round two Friday night. Can't wait. Let's see. We're going to see what happens. And now switching over to the NFL, 
And then in this next topic, I just want to put this topic in here because I thought it was kind of hilarious. Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin, who is one of my favorite coaches in the league, well-respected, a heck of a coach. You know, the guy has never had a losing season. But he may get his first losing season this year, especially whatever happened last, last week when they got demolished by the Cincinnati Bengals, embarrassed 41-10. So in words coming out, what can you do to improve your team? Claypool, Chase Claypool came on and was like, hey, maybe at practice we can uh, play some music, you know, have a lot more, have a little more fun. And Mike Tomlin gave a straightforward answer, basically saying he plays wide receiver, that's his part. And I'm the head coach, like, basically what he was saying is, that's a bunch of nonsense. I'm the leader of this team. We need to play better. We need to play like men out here. Get better. Do your part because we stink right now. You know, this guy's talking about, hey, I want practice to be more fun. I wanted to be, you know, enjoy myself a little more there. Hey, Mike Tomlin is a businessman. He's all about business. He wants to win. He's going to do what put his team and his players in a position to win and be at top level. He doesn't care about fun in practice. But I thought it was kind of hilarious because Mike Tomlin during that conf- press conference was straight to the point. Like and he's had some interesting ones this year, especially when he got asked about the college football opening job. Like why would I leave the Pittsburgh Steelers to go coach in college? When I'm in the NFL, one of the highest paid guys here, one of the highest respectable organizations in history of sports, one most iconic, too, as well. Like, you know, so his press conference has been pretty damn interesting this year. I thought this one was kind of funny because look at the Steelers. They started 11-0 last year, and it's been an embarrassment ever since. We all knew that was kind of a fluke when they when that happened last year. They started 11-0 this a year ago, and they just fell off the map. Big Ben stationary, can't move. The offensive line still has its woes. It's not working. They have injuries on top of injuries. They should have been looking for another quarterback, but they decided, hey, Big Ben, one more go around, man. We got you. Hasn't worked out. Are they at the bottom of the AFC North now? <laughs> the Bengals and Browns are they're, they're neck and neck in records here. So, and the Ravens are sitting at the top of that division. Pittsburgh is not used to being at the bottom of it and being looked at that way. Bengals on the rise. Joe Burrow. Browns. Even they're, you know, they're the Browns. <laughs> they still look like a better team than the Steelers do at this point. Even though you look at the records, it's the same. Browns 6-6, six and six, Steelers 5-5-1. Five, five and one. They had a tie against the Detroit Lions at home. That's how bad it's been. So technically, they are ahead of the Browns, but they took a tie to the Detroit Lions. This Pittsburgh Steelers team is not very good. Mike Tomlin knows it. But it's set into reality here. You may, you're probably going to get your first losing season in Pittsburgh. You've got to move on from Big Ben. You don't have the answer at quarterback, his successor, even on the roster. Mason Rudolph's not it. 
Dwayne Haskins is in it. You address the running back position by getting Isaiah Harris, but your offensive line still stinks. You don't have the same steel curtain tough defense like you used to. TJ Watt's the only noble guy on there. It's not the same in Pittsburgh anymore. You're not physical at the offensive line, defensive line. It's just not the same. That's a sad truth right now in Pittsburgh. Okay, it's time now for the my my NFL Week 13 power rankings. So let's get into it. Not have a whole lot of shuffle this time around, but there is one new team that makes their first ever appearance in my power rankings this year. So let's get into it. I give my top five NFL teams head into week 13. We'll start at number five. It is the New England Patriots. Yes, the New England Patriots, who are now 8-4 and four, and on a six-game winning streak, make my power rankings this week. Got to give it to them. Six games in a row. Mac Jones playing well. He's very well, actually. He's, I, the way he, I, he's like so improved and identifying what the defense has given him with the receiving core he has, and it's just Kevin, what is it, Kevin Bourne and uh, Jacoby Myers. Like, that's it. Then you got the tight ends, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. Big-time signs in the offseason. Working well together now. The running game's been there for him, too. So, the New England Patriots team has been very efficient on both sides of the ball, for that matter. And they get in here at number five of my power rankings for this week. But the next, like, two, three weeks is going to be very telling what Mac Jones is and how these Patriots teams has come along because it's against the Bills. And two of the next three weeks, they have the Buffalo Bills, who we thought, and all the experts think, the Buffalo Bills were the team to beat in the AFC East and potentially the whole AFC. Now the Patriots are ahead of them in the standings. Patriots said number two overall in the AFC. This is a game back of the Baltimore Ravens who haven't looked very good either, <laughs> honestly. So the Patriots actually looked better than the Ravens. That's why they make my power rankings. But big-time matchups coming up. Buffalo Bills two out of the next three weeks. Can he do it? Mac Jones has played fearless all his rookie year so far. Does he have what it takes to get him over that and say, hey, if you thought you are going to overtake the AFC East without Tom Brady, you thought it was your turn? No, I'm here and it's... It's still New England, and it's my turn to lead them to, you know, the promised land. So, that's why they make number five. Number four, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. They were off this last week. So, that's seven and four. Pat Mahomes and the company has played very well. Had some couple of ugly wins, but came along at the right time. Heading into the bye week at the right time. Refresh, regroup, get some time off, heal up. See, you know, I access your... Deficiencies so far because offense hasn't played up to its standards, really. Same with his defense, but Kansas City Chiefs, number four. They've held their ground. You still got the Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey on offense. We expect it to get better. Chris Jones on defense is lights out. So this team can mesh together at the right time. And with them struggling and still winning, heading into the bye... It was just perfect for him, and I expect big things for Kansas City. I expect them to be one of the leaders in the AFC and come playoff time. So that's why they stay at number four, because you can't cat out Pat Mahomes in that offense. 
And number three, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They said eight and three right now in the year. They win last week against the Indianapolis Colts. Came back at halftime deficit. They were down 10. Came back, won the game. Were able to hold Jonathan Taylor, one of the best running backs in the game, in the rushing yards. So they held him in check the majority of the game. A lot of some of it had to do with the Colts play calling like 16 times out of 17 in the start off the second half, which was kind of stupidity. But hey, you still you lost. So Tampa Bay Buccaneers won. Can't give Tom Brady too many chances. Antonio Brown may finally return. He's been out the last four weeks. So Tom adding another weapon. Defense is getting healthier. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I have at number three. And number two, Arizona Cardinals are at nine and two on the year. Kyler Murray's supposed to be back finally. Maybe he could finally reappear. He's been out the last month, too. Injuries have derailed the team a little bit, but Cole McCoy held it down. They're still 9-2. No, he only lost one game without Kyler Murray. So, you know, this Arizona team still threatening the NFC. You're getting your guys back. D-Hop may return, too. So, Arizona Cardinals, they've been impressive all year. they got to play at Chicago this week. So, I expect them to get a win there, hopefully. But I can't lose that game because uh, you're at number two in the power rankings and they're a threat. Look out for those Arizona cars. At number one, the Green Bay Packers. They sit at 9-3. and three. They're heading to the bye week now, so they're off. Get to refuel, recharge themselves. Big win this past week against the Rams. Aaron Rodgers in his broken left pinky toe did his thing. They said number one, they're the best team in the league, in my opinion. I really like this team. I, I've copped off that Los Angeles Ram bandwagon quick. Right? When the whole thing of Aaron Rodgers missing that one game, they started Jordan Love. I was like, looks everybody's dogging Aaron Rodgers. He's this, he's that because of his decision making and blah, blah, blah. Non-football related stuff, right? I say he's going to come back. He's going to be in the MVP conversation. He's going to take this Green Bay Packers to the promised land. He's just going to go all the way now. They're going to get finally get past that NFC Championship game that been balanced over the last couple of years. I expect Green Bay to get to the Super Bowl. So look out, world. Aaron Rodgers is going to tear. He's not stopping. They're into my number one team. A great running game, too, with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Defense is playing some very damn good football, too, lately. So that's why the Green Bay Packers are my number one team in this week's Power Rankings. So since we did the Power Rankings, let's take a look now at the overall picture of the AFC-NFC playoff picture. And this has just been a unique year. Everybody's kind of in the mix still. You know, with adding that extra game and all these divisional games coming up to end the season against each other, like, it's going to be intense. It's going to be a race for the final few spots, especially that wild card spot, and both conferences are going to be wide open. I mean, let's look at the AFC right now. Baltimore is 8-3. It's not very, you know, they're not very good. They have a really stony. They've had a lot of lucky wins. Pass right behind them. Tennessee is at 8-4. If it ended today, they have the third seed, and no Derrick Henry, no A.J. Brown, and no Julio Jones, they're all on IR now. So I expect that team to really start falling. The Chiefs, the Bengals, and Bills all at seven and four. They wrap it up. Chargers, Raiders, Broncos six and five. You got the Colts at six and six. Steelers five five and one. They got the Browns all the way down there at six and six at the twelfth spot. Just one game separating them 
from the final spot in the playoffs. That's how close it is. You got the Dolphins at five and seven who can still get in. And they're the 13th. You only have 16 teams in each conference. So one through 13 is all within three games of each other. So it's something to really look at as season progresses and how it goes down. It kind of leaves it. Who are the real contenders? Who are the real pretenders in the AFC now? I like how it kind of messed up. I like the Bengals getting in. I thought the Chargers would be the team to get in, but I don't really know. The Colts, I really like the Colts now in the AFC. If they just ran the ball more with Jonathan Taylor, like they could have beaten the Bucks last week if they did that. Let's say it again. 16 out of 17 straight times to open up the second half when you have the lead. And you don't give that man, the MVP candidate, the ball? You don't give your MVP candidate, Jonathan Taylor, the ball? Who, uh, who you let the Bucks take the lead, and then when they take the lead, they're like, oh, shoot, let's go back to what we did to get the lead. Jonathan Taylor, handoff, 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 handoff. And what do you know? The man gets in the end zone to tie the game up. So Colts, Frank Wright, Carson Wentz, we know you love the, each other. You know, they want to be hero ball. Want Carson Wentz to look so good. Check out all those running plays. Call his own number. He throws interceptions. And you got to run through Jonathan Taylor, not Carson Wentz, for you to win. You got 6-6. Six and six. I'm expecting to maybe even challenge Tennessee, even though Tennessee is two games up. And they hold a tiebreaker because they beat the Colts twice. So they'll hold a tiebreaker even if they do tie. I still like the Colts better than the Titans. I don't want to play against the Colts and Jonathan Taylor. And that offensive line is dominating me all game. So look out for the Colts. I really like them. I'm gonna re- I kind of like the Bengals. And that's kind of like my guys there. The Bills, I think, are going into the playoffs too. They're only a game behind the Patriots. They're playing two of the next three against the Patriots. So that's going to really... Kind of decide that a little bit. But those are my the pretenders now. Steelers, obviously. Browns. Dolphins. Raiders. I'm even going to maybe throw the Chargers in there as a pretender now, too. I'm highly disappointed in the Chargers. They used to be playing a lot better football. They played Cincinnati this week. We'll see what happens there. But Chargers, highly disappointed. They can't stop the run to save their lives. They, that's not a playoff team at the moment. So let's get into the NFC. Same thing happened in the NFC. Arizona right now hosts number one overall seed at 9-2. Green Bay is 9-3. They're going to buy this week. Um, Well, technically, they're a half game. So Bucks 8-3. Cowboys 7-4. Rams 7-4. And and they got the Niners at 6-5 uh, to hold off that sixth seed. You got Washington, the Vikings, the Falcons, and the Saints all at five and six. Then you got the Eagles, Panthers, Giants, and Bears. They're all five and seven and four and seven. The Seahawks at three and eight. If they win this week at four and eight, they still even have a shot at the playoffs. That's how bad the NFC is this year. Seahawks are the last team. So one through 15 in the NFC. Lions are the 16th spot, 0-10-1. So the Lions are the only team mathematically out of the playoff race in the entire NFC. And we're in week 13. That's saying something. 
it's this really odd to say this, but pretenders are contenders. <sighs> Man, it's just so hard to say. It's so unpredictable. But of course, I like car- of course, Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams. They're going to be a top five. I don't think the Rams, even though they've lost three straight, they're they're not falling off that hard. They got still got a squad. I think it may be the Vikings. Now I kind of look at it. Maybe the Vikings. They lost another big one against the Niners this last weekend. But that offense should be playing a lot better. The Dalvin Cook injury is concerning. The offense should be a lot playing a lot better. Yeah, I'm feeling in Justin Jefferson. Like, why aren't you scoring more? Why? What's wrong with your defense? So they could be pretenders now, especially with that Dalvin Cook. Call me out. So it's just like, pick your poison. Somebody in the NFC East got to get in, maybe. Is it going to be Washington? I can't see the Falcons. Can't see the Saints. The Eagles and Giants, are we serious here? Bears? No. Seahawks? No. Who's going to get in? The Niners? Got to be the team. Or maybe Washington. Like, I can't believe we're saying this. The NFC hasn't looked very good as a whole. But you never know. And it looks like it's heading that way. Because the Niners and Washington battling out there. With the final spots. Because the Saints have too many injuries. The Eagles, we thought Jalen Hurts and everybody was going to turn the corner. Run the ball. Then they get seven points against the Giants. And he throws three picks. Clean one in the end zone. So the AFC and the NFC. This is how I look at it. <laughs> Flip a coin with seeing some of those teams. It's going to get very interesting because, like I said, the end of the season, everybody plays each other in their own division. Cowboys, Washington, Eagles, Giants are going to be playing each other multiple times coming up. The AFC East, you're looking at Patriots and Bills. Like two of the next three weeks, they're playing each other. It's going to decide it. You got a lot of divisional thing. AFC West, everybody is separated by only a game. Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos. Raiders. A lot of that's going to be decided in the coming weeks. It's going to be a very exciting football. And I actually can't wait to see some of these matchups. We're going to find out the real teams in the next two, three weeks. Who they are. And who they aren't. And that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Creek with your favorite sports host here in Christian. Remember, new episodes every Monday and Wednesday and it's available on all streaming platforms. Be sure to check out the official website at feeltheheatentertainment.com. It's feeltheheatent.com for those blog entries and the merch store. And you can also stream the podcast on the website, too. So check us out on social media. Also on Feel the Heat Entertainment on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you all for joining me here. I'll catch you all on Monday.